It's study time, y'all. Welcome to Smart Poker Study. I'm your coach, Sky Matsuhashi. Let's get you learning and taking action. I'm really excited about today's podcast episode because I get to revisit a great episode from the past, a blast from the past, a little over two years ago now. And this is something I've never really done before, but I'm taking this old episode. It was number 240 called 11 Profit Boosting Solutions to Poker Losses. And I'm going to give it a new spin. I'm going to give the 11 Profit Boosting Solutions a new spin to help you implement them. And the reason why is because I constantly get emailed by people and I get new students and new people in the Poker Forge sending me their statistics. And these 11 Profit Boosting Solutions... Uh, a lot of them get overlooked and never implemented by my students and they remain losing players until they finally start to put these things in practice. So I think today's episode is going to be a really good one for you to listen and for you to learn and for you to take action with. So you have to go to the show notes page, smartpokerstudy.com slash pod three, five, eight. This is actually the show notes page from that prior episode, but I've added addendums to each of the 11 um, uh, uh, profit-boosting solutions, so you can find it all right there. At the same time, though, make sure you whip out your poker journal to take some notes. Excuse me while I whip this out. (laughs) Alrighty, no more talk. Let's get to the poker. Gambate! I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. So I'm sure you've heard the famous saying, insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, but expecting different results. So in this episode, I am revisiting all 11 poker problems, all of the uh, what I call simple solutions to these problems, but I'm going to add the insane habit that causes you to keep doing these things that lead to these problems. And what I'm going to give you is an interesting idea as a way to break these habits. As you know, uh, rewards are often great ways to get people to do something, right? I mean, like you want your kid to to do his chore. So you say, hey, you do your chores tonight after dinner, you'll get a dessert. You know, rewards are great for motivation. But another great way to motivate people is with punishments. And sometimes, depending on the, the punishment and, and the habit that's going on that you're wanting to learn or to break, Punishments can be more effective than incentives. So what I'm going to be doing this episode is I'm going to give you positive punishments. I'm not going to have you punching yourself in the face or nothing if you make any mistakes, but you're going to be doing things. Uh, well, well, we'll get to them in a little bit. I, we don't need to dive into what the, the positive punishments are right now. So let's get to the first problem. The first problem that I discuss in that prior episode is that you're playing too many hands. Now, the simple solution is to fold more often pre-flop. So, of course, when I say simple solution, doesn't make it easy to do, right? Because you might have some insane habits, some things that you're constantly doing that you're hoping are going to work and you're going to get good results. But because it's insanity, right, you keep doing these things over and over again, you keep getting the bad results. So you're not able to fold more often pre-flop. You're still calling and limping way too often. The insane habit that's getting in your way is that you just love seeing flops. So maybe you limp in uh, with way too many hands. You c- 
call loads of preflop raises because, hey, I just might hit something. I can't fold jack, jack six suited right now. So to help you finally start folding and to get away from the limps and calls, here is the punishment to stop this insanity. For the next week, I want you to add up every limp and every call with a hand that you just know you shouldn't play that way. And there's a video in the show notes page which is called Break Bad Calling Habits with this positive punishment. This video is going to show you exactly how to calculate the number of limps, 2-bet calls, and 3-bet calls that you shouldn't have made. Let's say you did it 100 times. Multiply that number by 5, so now we have 500. And that's the number of big blinds that you're going to donate to a local charity or to your church. So if it's 500 times you limped and called with hands that you shouldn't, and you're a 10 NL or a 10 cent player, well, that 500 times, time 10 cents, is $50. You have to donate $50 to a local charity or to your church. And I'm saying this is a positive punishment, right? Because you're actually giving money to a worthy cause, but you're feeling that sting in your pocketbook. And hopefully this punishment will convince you to call and limp way less often. All right, problem number two was that you undervalue the power of position. Now, the simple solution to this is to strive to play in position as much as possible. But it's often easy to forget that and you just go back to your normal way of playing, right? The insane habit that's possibly getting in the way is that entering hands is something that you do just based on your whole cards. Queen 10 suited, I gotta play. Pocket deuces, I gotta play. It doesn't matter, right? You're not considering the post-flop situation that you're putting yourself in when you just enter pots based on whole cards. So here's the punishment to stop the insanity. If you see the flop in position this week, only 33% of the time, which means you're going to have to do some Poker Tracker 4 database, uh, uh, diving into your database to see how often you actually saw it in position, I want you to wash and detail your mother-in-law's car. If you saw the flop in position, less than 33%. All right, problem number three is that you just don't play enough poker. And the simple solution, it's really simple to say, but can be hard to do, is to put in more volume. So maybe the insane habit that's getting in your way is that you're just watching too much Netflix or HBO Max or whatever. You're watching it for three or four hours every single night. Here's your punishment to stop this insanity. If you watch Netflix any night this week for longer than you played poker that day, no Netflix for three days. You gotta go, go three-day cold turkey on Netflix. All right, so here's problem number four that you may face. You just don't do the work off the felt for studying and improving your skills. The simple solution is to spend time off the felt studying. But maybe you have an insane habit getting in the way, and it's just 100% of your poker time, it's devoted to play. You hardly ever study at all. And maybe you even have an aversion to study. You hate studying. Now, here's the punishment to help you stop the insanity. If you don't spend at least 20% of your poker time studying this week, that means you study for 15 minutes for every hour that you play. You must donate $5 for my anonymous poker exploits course. And you can find a link to make that donation in the show notes page, smartpokerstudy.com slash pod 358. 
And of course, it's a positive punishment, right? So you're donating five bucks, your pocket or your wallet is getting hurt by five dollars right there, but you're getting a nice PDF that's going to help you learn and exploit your opponents a little bit more for that five dollars. All right, problem number five is that you call way too much post-flop. The simple solution is to get more aggressive with bets and raises in order to get your opponents to fold, and by doing that, you're not relying on hitting your hand as much. Now, I know that's really simple to say, right, but hard to do, because you might have an insane habit getting in the way of you call just in hopes that you're going to win. Because, hey, what if I hit a top pair on the next street? Or what if he's bluffing? And oftentimes when you're calling, you're not giving enough thought to his range or his tendencies or the price of calling or what that board is and what his better raise actually means. Now here's the punishment to help you stop the insanity. When you click call, then you suddenly realize, oh my god, I just called, but that was a stupid call. You have to stop playing and do 10 push-ups right now. Now, if it happens again, do 11 push-ups. If it happens again, do 12 push-ups. And I don't care if it happens three hands in a row, right? You're doing 10, 11, 12 in the span of five minutes. If you get up to 25 push-ups, here's an additional punishment. You must buy one of my books in PDF or audiobook format. That's a nice punishment uh, uh, that I benefit from. Thank you very much. All right, problem number six. It's that you 3-bet way too small of a bet size. The simple solution is to make every 3-bet at least 9 big blinds. But you might have an insane habit getting in the way. It's that you just hate risking any more than 6 or 7 big blinds for a 3-bet bluff. And maybe you really like to uh, suck them in with your best hands in order to, to avoid them folding so you, only, so you only make it 6 or 7 big blinds when you have pocket aces or kings or something. Here's the punishment to help you stop this insanity of small three bets. If you bet less than nine big blinds, even one time this week, you must go out and pick weeds in your yard for 20 minutes. If you don't have a yard, go to your neighbor's yard and pick their weeds. They're going to thank you. It's a very nice thing that you're doing. But everyone hates picking weeds, right? Wouldn't you rather three bet to nine big blinds than spend even one minute picking weeds? Yeah, I'm sure you would. All right, problem number seven is that you are not capable of folding even when you know you're beat. And so many of you listening to this right now, you know this is a major issue for you. And the simple solution is to trust your gut and fold when you believe you're beat. And like I said, simple solution, right? Very difficult to do because we often have this insane habit that gets in the way. It's that we don't consider our opponent's range and we just call because, hey, he could be bluffing and I have a pair. It might be good. Now, here's the punishment to stop this insanity. This week, I want you to review every turn and river call that resulted in a loss. So you're going to have to um, uh, filter in your poker tracker for a database for like called on the turn and then you lost the hand or called on the river and then lost the hand. What I want you to do is add up the money that you wasted with your bad turn and your bad river call and donate that to a local charity or your church. Here's problem number eight. And oh man, this was one of mine for a long time. It's that I just don't see bet often enough. The simple solution is to see bet more often when you're in position on those hard to hit boards and when your opponent has a folding tendency on the flop. 
But some insanity gets in the way, and maybe you feel like you hate making failed bluffs. Like every time you you, you bluff CBIT and it fails, you start to get down on yourself. You think it's a mistake, and that turns your mentality, uh, I guess, down in a negative way, and maybe causes that anger to build and can sometimes lead to tilt. Or maybe you just have that fit or fold nature, uh, and, you know, oh, I didn't hit a pair. I got to check this flop. Well, here's the punishment to help you stop the insanity. When you know you should see bet bluff, but you fail to pull the trigger, pause your session and go scrub your toilet. Return to playing, and if it happens again, pause the session. Clean the dust off the bathroom baseboards. And if it happens for a third time, go mop the bathroom. And if it happens again even, pause your play, pause your session, go scrub the tub. And then if it happens lastly a fifth time in one session, I want you to donate $15 to me through one of my free courses. And I appreciate this. Uh, I appreciate you doing that. All right, we're at problem number nine of 11. And that is that you always just bet half pot post flop. The simple solution is to start using a larger two-thirds pot bet or greater um, and to definitely start putting more thought into your bet sizing. Now, a lot of us have this insane habit that gets in the way. We just don't think about which bet size will maximize our value, nor which bet size will maximize our fold equity. We just, you know, we've always bet half pot. Everyone else bets half pot. We should just keep betting half pot. Pretty insane, right? The best players are able to adjust their sizing to get what they want. So here's your punishment to help you stop this insanity of half pot C bets. This week, I want you to use a tick sheet to track the number of half-pot C-bets that you make, or just half-pot post-flop bets also. Count them up and then multiply that number by 10. This is the number of minutes that you must study bet sizing strategies this week. So if you did it seven times this week, times 10 is 70. That's 70 minutes of bet sizing strategy studies. So you can see it's punishment. You want to be playing poker instead, but or I should say positive punishment. You want to be playing poker, but now you have to devote 70 minutes to study. But in the long run, this is going to help you out, right? All right. Problem number 10 is that you chase poor draws. The simple solution is to use outs and odds math in order to determine whether or not to chase your draw. And I know for a lot of math phobic or just non-mathematical thinkers, this is a really tough one to do. Simple solution, but tough, right? Because a lot of us have an insane habit that gets in the way. It's that we just love hitting big hands. We want the flush. We want the straight, right? And you can't help but see the magic in every single flopped draw. So you have a really hard time folding through the flop and the turn. You just got to see that river, right? To hit your draw. So you end up just calling away all of your chips. When you're doing this, you're actually the calling station fish that you target for profits. You need to stop this insanity, and here's your punishment to help you do so. When you do not consider the outs and odds math on any post-flop call before you click call, I want you to pause your session right there. Replay the hand, whip out a calculator, whether it's on your phone or an actual calculator or something. Count your outs, calculate the odds that that bet was offering you, then decide if your call or your fold, whatever it was that you ended up doing, that it was justified. Resume your session and repeat it again if you do it again. 
you're giving yourself this end-game training on utilizing outs, uh, uh, outs and odds math. All right, the final problem, number 11, it's that you blame others for your losses. The simple solution is to take responsibility for your losses and work to figure out what you can do to correct your issues. Now, here's an insane habit that just gets in the way. You just can't accept that you're the one that's your own biggest enemy. No, no, it's the dealer. It's the cards. It's the poker gods. It's my idiot opponent, right? That's insane blaming everyone else for your losses. Here's the punishment to help you stop this insanity. When you catch yourself saying something like, Frickin' dealer or stupid river never give me my flush. When you say something like that, you are not allowed dessert for one full week. That's right, your waistline will thank you for this punishment. Although your stomach and your taste buds, eh, not so much. They're going to hate you for it, right? Alrighty, poker peeps, thank you so much for listening, but your learning is not complete until you go to the show notes page, smartpokerstudy.com slash pod 358, and you'll get basically a transcript of today's episode, that prior episode 240, and links to everything I discussed in the episode you just heard. <laughs> and very important, this Saturday, September 18th, 2 p.m. Pacific time, our $75 guaranteed Smart Poker Study Tournament on America's Cardroom. $3.30 buy-in, re-entry, only 40-minute late reg, uh, which makes the tournament last at most about two hours. I absolutely love this. So go to America's Cardroom, the private tournament tab, and the password, Smart Poker Study, all lowercase, all one word. And for more information, go to smartpokerstudy.com slash tournament. Until next time, take action both on and off the felt to become the player that you want to be.